Hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. Hope you're doing well. Tonight, we're talking with Kiara Robles. Now, you may not know her name, but I'm sure that you know her face if you've been following the horrifying footage coming out of the recent riots at UC Berkeley that shut down a speech to be given by uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Now, she was the young woman in the, uh, it looked like a Make America Great Again hat. It's actually a Make Bitcoin Great Again hat. It looks similar. She was giving an interview and someone slithered up next to her and jammed uh, some pepper spray or some kind of homebrew chemical spray in her face, thus disabling her for quite some time. She has the on-the-ground view of what happened that horrifying night, and it's well worth hearing. Here with Chiara Robles. Now, I made a catastrophic error in my description of the event. I referred to uh, a young lady who had been um, pepper sprayed because of a uh, Donald Trump hat. Now, to be fair, it looks a little bit like a Donald Trump hat. However, it is not make America great again. Chiara, please correct me just as about 10,000 people an hour did in the comment section. What did your hat actually say? Make Bitcoin great again. All right. Now, perhaps you'd just like to take people through, because, you know, we see the snippet, right? You, you're being interviewed and some douche nozzle comes in with um, uh, the pepper spray or whatever she did. There uh, are multiple douche nozzles involved. So the, the journalist himself was, the guy interviewing me was already getting on my nerves. Uh, for people who have or haven't seen the video, basically what's going on is that I'm talking to a journalist about the Berkeley protests, right? They're still labeled as protests. I wasn't even watching the media, but I just knew that's how they were going to spin it. It's like, if you watch news once, you've seen it a thousand times. And I was getting so annoyed with this gentleman who's telling me, he's like, so why are you here? Why are you here? It's like, well, I'm here to watch, you know, a speech. I don't know, I don't know what you're trying to insinuate. Although, of course, you know, we all know what he's trying to insinuate. So I'm starting to wrap up the conversation with him and I'm saying, okay, well, props to all the peaceful protesters here, but I think there are very few of them. And Thank God, my friends were watching watching out for me because I didn't even think to do this. But, you know, they're watching from all sides. They're, like, kind of protecting my back and whatnot. Like, I have amazing, amazing friends. Like, thank God for them. And still, even with amazing friends, even with an amazing crew, you know, like, these people just come up and spray spray me with God knows what. Like, honestly, I said it was... I said it was pepper spray, but I don't really know that. Like, it was something that burns your eyes. It could be just some so, homebrew crap and who knows what the hell's right, in it, right? Right. And that's even more scary. So yeah. it's, you mentioned this thing about Trump before and this uh, truthful hypergamy. It's like, okay, I say it's pepper spray. And then all these protesters come out and say, no, 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 that wasn't pepper spray. That was, you know, infinitely other terrible things. <laughs> Brand X eyeball shatterer. I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do? Now, um, at what point in the evening, the general degeneration into the, the hellspawn um, Lord of the Flies situation that we saw from a distance. At what point in the evening was this occurring? And what was all that led up to it for you? Right. So I, I was out there really early. So I was, uh, I, I bought like 10 tickets for this Milo event because I knew it was going to be hot, hot, hot. You know, <laughs> and I, I was out there early in Berkeley, told all my friends to meet up with me at a cafe. I was already getting flipped off for my Make Bitcoin Great Again hat there. And I mean, it was, we were all waiting to go see this Milo show, right? So we're waiting there. It's like, okay, I, we think it's going to go on. We think it's going to go on. And that was about at around seven o'clock or something like that. Cause that was essentially when they said initially that they were going to let people in. I mean, I just, I, I think it, if it wasn't clear, cause the, the hat is kind of designed to confuse people, right? It's like, are you pro Trump? Are you not? Who knows? But great for Bitcoin. So either way, it's like, I win. And um, people there were clearly just, confused about it until I started to interview with the media. So that happened at around seven o'clock and 
the, five minutes later, five minutes later, I walk over, and you guys had interviewed my friend uh, Katrina as well. So she kind of gave her perspective of the story. It's like right after we walked away from that was the worst part of, of the, the attacks, right? Because, you know, the pepper spray was one thing, but it was all caught on camera, and they just destroyed their own movement. They look terrible. It looks so, it's so idiotic to do that. I don't understand any of it. I don't see how that helps them at all. But, you know, we get pushed up against these barricades and whatnot. Oh, just just and by kind the of way, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that they're very strategic thinkers for the long run. That's just my particular perspective. I think it's <laughs> I just like, it let me vent right. some violence because of my chaotic and disgusting life. But I don't think it's no, like, a, well, what, what benefits the movement optically in three months? I don't think that's number one on their list. Well, it's kind of how I think, I suppose. So maybe maybe that's why I'm I'm mistaking the world for myself, right? So... Uh, yeah, so the the worst of it was actually like once I finished that interview and everyone had kind of seen what side I was on, if you want to think of it that way. Um, it's just I, I remember all these black marchers protesting by just walking. And, and I really did see it as a protest, even though they're dressed in all black and and clearly were trying to hide their identities. It's like, how naive was I? It's like they, they start saying no fascist USA, no fascist USA. And my one of my close friends next to me still with the naivety of us is like, he's just telling me, he's like, Oh look, we have some friends. You know, it's like making jokes about it up until the end. And it's like, all of a sudden their protest begins to surround us. And it's like, that's when I knew that it was just, it was just, it was just wrong. And then before I had even time to recognize what was going on, this one comes up to me and just like, like with her flashlight in my camera, like, or not my camera, excuse me, my eyes. I'm like, it, it, my vantage point. It was just, yeah, it was, it was it just happens so, so, so quickly. I hear people screaming. You know, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but this I, I, I want to pause on this flashlight thing because I, I sort of want people to understand what, though it's nighttime, it's chaotic, somebody's shining a flashlight in your face. You don't know if it's so that you'd be disoriented for the next physical well, attack. You don't know if they're just trying to that's basically exactly blind you, right? I mean, it just, well, if you have any idea of like how to incite terror, that is how to do it. It's because everything that they were doing it's not like i mean i, I come from a like a mma background like a, a kind of crypto anarchist background like if you want to fight we're gonna fight you know like but that's not what they want they want and I, to- I understand that. i'm i'm particularly good at thumb wrestling so like i <laughs> i totally run with you okay go ahead okay i'm not a pacifist is what i'm saying it's like i believe in self-defense which means if someone's attacking you then you have the right to defend yourself but the, the frustrating part about these types of riots is they are purposefully treading the line of of what violence is, right? So online, they'll say, oh, well, it's, it's, it's a peaceful protest, or they'll say worse, shut it down, shut it down. Well, what does shut it down mean? Apparently, shut it down means, by whatever means necessary, beat people with flagpoles. You know, it's like, they want to push you. They want to push you. If you've ever been, in, you, you've ever been to a bar or met an aggro g- gentleman ever in your life, it's like, they'll push your button and push your button until... Boom. It's like until you throw the first punch, you look crazy, which none of us did, you know, but obviously a light in your face at night. Like you said, there were there were at least at least 150 people, you know, all dressed in black. And my friends were like the only Trump and Milo supporters that I physically could identify because we were wearing the hats and, and, you know, they came with me and whatnot. Yeah, (laughs) so. What um, did, did it did it escalate quickly? Was there a, a slow build, or was it just like as you say, protest, and then suddenly it, it turns feral, like on a dime? I mean, from my own personal perspective, it's like you could look at it either way, right? Like it was a slow build based on like my my me being at this coffee shop. I was being flipped off by old ladies for wearing my hat and whatnot. It's like 
but at, at the same time, like I, at the riot or at the protest, whatever you want to call it, the speech, it seemed like it was violent the whole time. I just didn't know how violent. And it, it's really, okay, violence is happening five feet away from me, so I'm safe here. Because generally, there were a lot of people with cameras who weren't being violent. They were just watching, right? And I felt safe at the time. And then the next thing you know, it's like, no, once you're the target, it's violent. And there's nothing you can do. Like, you're surrounded. And and all these other, if there were any peaceful protesters there, it's like, they just watched and condoned the whole damn thing. And you see it publicly, too. Everyone on the left, they just say, oh, well, you know, they call them hooligans. Hooligans. They're breaking people's ribs. That makes you a hooligan now. Well, or um, there's to blame the victim. You know, well, Milo is provocative. It's like, come on. I mean, would you say that about a woman's short skirt if she got assaulted? Of course not. All right. I mean, we have the right to say things that upset other people. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of free speech. Like, there's no such thing as free speech for Teletubbies, because who the hell cares what the Teletubbies say? Free speech is specifically designed for the most annoying, aggravating, frustrating, incendiary speech that you can have, short of, you know, fire in a crowded theater and overthrow this and overthrow that. That's the whole point of free speech. So saying, well, you have free speech unless you're upsetting people is exactly the same as saying you have no free speech at all. Thank you. I wish that were a question because that would make me look like a really good interviewer, but it's not. It's just something I really want to reinforce to people. No, I love the rants. I love the rants and and your passion around it. it, You know, it fuels me too, because after something like that happens to you, it's like, I can look at pictures online and and I could see riots at Berkeley and I could get upset about it, but actually physically seeing, I talked about this somewhere else. It's like this, this guy had a, like a shield with a heart spray painted on it. And it's like, you have no idea like how confusing it is, how, how much chaos is just that symbol can, can really just hit you. It's like, why does the shield have the heart? Like, what are you, obviously you're attacking, but you're attacking with love. It's so maybe it's, it's the opposite of like the gun, the flower and the gun, right? It's yeah. so, it's so strange. Well, it's, it's, so it's strange. designed, you know, this whole love Trump's hate thing. And it's, you know, we're, we're all about the love and it's a love revolution and so on. Uh, the, the whole point of that is to have you let your guard down. I mean, it's, it's nothing other than what? a strategy to what? say, Oh no, these are peaceful protesters and so on. That way I'm not going to come down with, uh, with, uh, any defense and I'm going to be optimistic. It's, and, that's uh, what I did. You know, like, and then they surround you. It's like, wow. I mean, honestly, I, I'm very curious about how, the people in the middle of the of the political spectrum can still be so convinced that these people are doing good you know like the majority opinion i think i mean maybe at least in california certainly in california where i'm from it's that that is the case well i think it's gotten to the point where people just recognize that um to to tame this is going to require some significant police presence it's going to require some significant uh, aggression on the part of law enforcement it's going to result in mass arrests there may be pitched battles people are just you know it's the old thing you know the old idea that appeasement is going to just work out really really well or as churchill said appeasement is the hope that the crocodile eats you last and uh, i think people are hoping that it you know it's the old thing cross your fingers hope it gets better hope it goes way. Uh, but of course, it doesn't, you know, when when it seems to be that there were stand down orders, or that there were direct don't arrest anyone orders, uh, then you have a very dangerous and difficult situation, because you're in a gun free zone, you're not allowed to carry weapons, you're relying on the police, if the police are not doing their jobs, uh, then um, you really have, uh, I mean, you, you're being fed to the wolves, I mean, you're being fed to the wolves with no intervention. Right. So it's like one of the things that I have to ask myself after this, and I, I've been thinking about this for you know years already, is how do I feel about the state, right? Like, is the state designed to help you? Is it designed to hurt you? And naturally, it's, it's, it's both, right? Like, there's this thin blue line that cops talk about, and 
there were some Trump supporters there, you know, like shouting like, oh, blue lives matter or whatever, but they certainly didn't help us in that moment. And, you know, on the other side of that, like the, the protesters were no better. We both equally hated the government, but at the same time we hated each other. It was, it's, it was such a strange thing. I still, I'm still trying to process it. I, I really, I'm, there's a dichotomy there that I know you probably go through on your show is your support for Donald Trump and whatnot. It's like, okay, maybe you're an anarchist. And when it, when does it make sense to switch your position significantly? Where's the line? Well, you know, I would argue that a lot of these uh, people on the extreme left, they dislike the government because it's not big, violent and lefty enough. That's quite a bit different from the approach of smaller government to no government that uh, is taken by, I think, more rational people. Who right. Are so you have for- a strategy when you think about this. You say, OK, well, what's the approach 10, 100 years down the line? OK, well, we need to have we need to have a, a culture that cultivates, you know, this kind of free speech. Now, how do we create that culture? And it's like, obviously, like the world's not ready for for Bitcoin or the abolition of a state or whatever. It's not, they're not ready. (laughs) Well, and of course the whole leftist fantasy that uh, don't worry after the massive totalitarian proletariat dictatorship, don't worry, the state's just going to wither away. And it's like, I'd really like a few (laughs) more details about that last part, if you don't mind, because that seems kind of important. Give us all your rights, surrender all of your values and don't worry, you'll get magic freedom later, somehow, magically. I mean, it's like just another example of the intellectual rigor of the left where they call you a Nazi, bigoted, homophobe, and it's like you didn't even Google it. Like, oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> okay, so, so you're a gay Trump supporter who's going to see Milo, who is a gay Trump supporter, and you're getting attacked. Um, is the gay community coming out? Are they stepping up? Are they saying, you know, let's let's uh, put a big rainbow coalition have, around one of our own? Uh, I mean, I have something that I have not talked about before that is so funny to me. Is that at that night, naturally, what do you do after riot? Is you go and you party? Okay, so we're partying or whatever. <laughs> you got to cool the adrenaline. I mean, it's not going to leave on its own. You got to sneeze that out. <laughs> Maybe this isn't what you do. This is what we were doing. So we went out and we partied the streets or whatever, and. I, I ended up getting separated from my group and I'm like, okay, well, I have to get home. I'm going to hop on the train. And as I was walking, I passed like one of the oldest gay bars in, in the city of Berkeley or in it, possibly the whole state. So it's called a uh, white horse, whatever people, people can, people know about it. And these lesbians out front, this mass of lesbians are just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Cause I'm still wearing a Trump beanie. And they just like, aggressively like surround me and they're like oh what are you doing what are you doing like how do you believe how do you support hate it's like all these sound bites that they hear you know it's like oh really okay so instead of walking to, to the to the train i decided to go in there and have a drink like by myself it's like god sometimes you wonder maybe it's genetic i don't know why i put myself in these situations sometimes but no just, the gay uh... community's terrible i wouldn't recommend being gay if you can avoid it <laughs> well certainly if you're gay and on the left well if you're anyone on the left you're okay we're down with that. You're part of the oppressed class, but if you're gay or black or whatever, and you're on the right, well, too bad. Sucks to be you. Uh, you know, like we posted today about uh, uh, with the last uh, interviewee on the show uh, saying, uh, "Well, here's a woman. She got viciously attacked for her political beliefs. Where are the feminists?" And of course, the feminists are like, "Well, she brought it on herself." You know, like because it's all about uh, it's, it's about leftism. It's not about what are called the sort of minorities or, or the women or protection of the rights of the oppressed and so on. It's just about using. Uh, people who have legitimately in the past been oppressed and are in some ways now too. It's using them to advance the leftist agenda, which I think is particularly reprehensible. It's it's feasting on people's sympathy for the underdog in order to control the people. And uh, like my my big Latin phrase for that is, oh. anyway, so. Um, I think we had a similar reaction there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, 
It's, it's like, actually, it just reminded me of the, the gay bar. I, I lived in Montreal for a, uh, quite a while when I was doing theater school and undergraduate. I went to a, went to a great bar. Didn't notice, you know, it's kind of smoky in there. This is back in the day. A lot of guys in leather and so on. And I went back <laughs> out and looked at the sign and the bar was called K-O-X. And I'm like, huh. Oh, well, I'm going in anyway because it was a great place to dance. <laughs> so. You have that crazy gene too then. I don't know why we do that kind of shit. It's kind of silly, you know. Okay, so what, what happened? Oh, it was, it was a great time. They had a drag show, and uh, it was a huge amount of fun. I made some great friends, uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the theater world. I mean, this is I was back then, so it's not uh, it's not as much of a hop, skip, and a jump for my uh, mindset. So, um, so let me did you did you get any word that uh, the speech was canceled because the last uh, lady I was talking to yeah. didn't have a clue? Yeah, well, we did, but I honestly thought that it was probably like. Some strategy again. This is me thinking the left has a strategy. I thought it was a strategy to say like, oh no, this attack, this this speech isn't going on. You know, uh, we're flying Milo out of here. You know, on his helicopter or whatever. And I I just thought that it was it was like a tactic of the left to say mm. that it was shut down so that no one would show up. Have you heard this theory, Kiara? I, I can't like it's amazing to me. So this theory that's floating around, and and this isn't floating around like some guy's crazy drunk cat's block. Like this is right there on the mainstream media. The theory goes a little something like this, and 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 as somebody who was on the ground, let me know if this fits with your experience. What happened, you see, was that the right were the ones who were dressed up like these crazy leftist ninjas because you know they weren't students. At Berkeley. It's the right who was doing it. It's a false flag operation designed to discredit the left. And we suspect, some say, even Milo was in charge of this and hired these people and was running this to gain publicity. And, and I'm like, wow, that is just astounding. Okay, did you see Did you see Milo leading the charge anywhere? Did you see people accepting, I don't know, right-wing bitcoins to, to, to perform these attacks? I mean, did you have any <laughs> indication of this on the ground? It's actually, it's, it's funny... It's funny because their strategy is actually like a really stupid one. Like we don't organize like that. The way the way that Milo gets to people is he has a tour called the Dangerous Faggot Tour. And he's never promoted violence. You know, he doesn't say, oh, get that people, you know, kill those people. He's never been overtly dangerous. But you're going to think he's dangerous because you're that, because that's your narrative. Right. So it's like the strategy is like three levels above above whatever it is they're thinking. But it's nothing like that. <laughs> Was it surprising to you to see the feral left up close and personal? Was it? I mean, I assume you went and were somewhat surprised at the escalation. I think a lot of people knew that Berkeley was going to be bad. I don't know if they thought it was going to be this bad or that bad. But uh, were you surprised at the lengths that it uh, escalated to? I mean, no. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I would. I wish I had been more prepared. It's like you don't really know exactly what violence looks like until you're until you're in the situation mm. you can think about it kind of in an intellectual way but yes i knew it would be violent because the left is violent but i i forgot how scary violence is mm. i forgot how 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 deeply it affects you it's like affects you at a biological level at a at a, this like like economic level like you know this video goes public i gave my name and it's like okay so you know my job and whatnot and then Oh, it's just, it, it affects you in so, so, so many ways. Just this one violent incident. 
Well, of course, we're, you know, as a biological species, we're designed to uh, to detect and avoid predators. And this kind of aggression, yeah, they don't they don't call it terrorism because it makes you feel good. I mean, it, it does affect you top to bottom, back to front. So, well, uh, Kiara, I just uh, wanted to say thanks uh, so much for all of the work that you're doing to get the information out about the, the ferocity and viciousness of, of what is going on there. You know, this is one of these crossroad times, people. You know, sorry, left. This is your team. Oh, you can say, well, I'm on the moderate left. Okay, great. Then be on the moderate left and speak out against this kind of extremism. Certainly, if there were people like this in the Donald Trump camp and they were attacking people and and doing all this terrible stuff, the moderates would be all speaking out against it and working as hard as they could to make sure this stuff didn't spread. So don't claim to me that you're on the moderate left and they don't represent you. If you're on the left and you're not condemning it as hard as the people on the right, you're part of the problem. I'm going to just conceptually put you in the same bag of assholes. I'm afraid that's just the way it rolls for me. It's time for the left to step up and tame these pets. I don't know where they've grown from from how they've what petri dish they've befouled to 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 come forth and do what they're doing but it is absolutely incumbent upon everyone to condemn this kind of violence people have the right to speak especially it's a public university where they get half their damn funding from the federal government a bunch of it comes from taxpayers this is a public right to have people come and peacefully speak about ideas i don't care if you find them challenging i don't care if you find them difficult be an adult Come up with a counter-argument, put your damn fists away, and grow the hell up. And pull your pants up, too. And, and uncover your face, as well. Come on. Anyway, that's just my, my little bit here. Um, but, uh, yeah, the people on the left got to step up and condemn this stuff, because uh, uh, any kind of uh, acceptance of this, any kind of justification with this, you're on the wrong side. You're on the bad guy team. You are part of the League of, of Maleficence. So uh, I just really wanted to point that out. Thanks so much for putting yourself out there and getting this information out there. Uh, stay safe uh, at the next one, and I'm sure we'll talk again. Thank you so much.